Adams, with all due respect, this is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to tell your friends that you like our podcast. Have that friend tell their friend that they like our podcast. Make it a little friends that like our podcast web of podcast love and like. Fuck. This is episode 144, gentlemen. <laughs> right, nigga. Let's try again tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck. Wood with the white voice. What up? 5,000 North South Florida. It's your boy J. Joe. Stay away from me if you're contagious. Amen. I'm right on. All right, man. It's been a couple weeks. We in pie last week. You know what I'm saying? It's on me, baby. Um,. I raised my hand. Raised my hand. How's everybody been? I mean, I mean, what what happened last week where you couldn't pot? I guess I'll start with start with me then. Um, So my baby had um, the COVID, the COVID, the COVID um, fuck nigga that came through the Bradley home and and ravaged my sweet baby with with awful COVID. But she's strong, and she only has symptoms for maybe two or three days. So. Very low symptoms. Um, she's good, but we're all staying at the crib for, you know, the 10 days until she clear. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Florida's a motherfucker, boy. Like, they they sent us a email saying that there was a couple of students that had it on Tuesday. And that Tuesday evening, she was like... I don't want to eat, and I feel like shit, Daddy. I'm like, oh shit. She said she feel on? like shit, Daddy. Might as well have. Oh, okay. But anyway, I wake up the next day, baby got a fever, and we like, I go get one of them rapid tests, and I swab my nose out, and that shit, that shit said she had it in two minutes. It's supposed to be 15 minutes. Oh. She had that. It was like, no, nah, no, nah, you, you got it, got it. So, yeah, we just did all the stuff you're supposed to do. Um, and give her a lot of fluids and and had like a little telehealth a teledoc appointment. So they gave her some antibiotics and other stuff. So she's good now. I mean, she's real good, but she can't go be around people or nothing till uh, the thirtieth. So you know, we dealing with that over here. You gonna tell the people about how's your how's your weight loss journey going, man? I see your bicep on the. Uh... On the screen here, you got your black V-neck on and stuff, man. I mean, you're looking good, man. Tell us, tell, tell us how you're doing. Did you okay. get COVID and you lost weight? No, I, I didn't get it. No, oh. my wife didn't get it. I didn't get it. We both vaccinated, so motherfucker works. You know what I'm saying? My wife half vaccinated and she's been fine. So we didn't we didn't get sick. Like I, we both. I mean, I tested um, and got negative tests, so we straight. <clears throat> and we've been trying to make sure she stays masked up and shit, but. Thank you. Um, I did get to my goal for the month of August. I am in the 240s, which is um, cool. Round of applause. No. Round of applause. It is. So, um, and it wasn't a fluke. I, I weighed myself again the next week, and I was still in the 240s. So, I'm going to try to um, – I think I've lost weight since, since then. So, I'm going to try to get to um, – my goal for the end of the month is like 245. I think that's the weight of most middle linebackers that aren't the most athletic. 
like six two two forty five or like the slow run stopping line middle linebacker. So I'm I'm going for that. Um, hopefully I'll be at that weight. Um, and hopefully my numbers get better. I had to go see my cardiologist, and he's like, "Yeah, you have mild heart disease, so be he's mindful." Like, he's dropping the bombs. Right. No, no, he, he was. What the no, fuck I mean, he's like, it's gonna. I just know he told me what I gotta do, and I just gotta do it. So it's, it is what it is. So I'm gonna focus on getting better. I feel great. Amen. So how are you staying so slim? Like how are you slimming down up top, but you still maintaining your thickness down on the bottom? Because I seen something. <coughs> what were you doing? Uh, you were sitting on the wall. I was like, boy, that nigga. I know. I know you not. You got mad when I said you was like shaped like Alicia Keys, and that was a big thing. So I'm not gonna say that, but I mean, you got you got some huh. big legs, man. Huh. <laughs> I got. You do I a lot of like. Legs. All right, man. I I'll, let, I'll let the people legs. be the judge. Don't worry I about it. My I legs. It. I think my legs are kind. Of, you didn't say the pick. Never mind. I think my <laughs> legs are kind of small. So your page. Don't worry about it. We'll put a poll on. We'll put a poll. But I do do leg day three times a week. There you go, nigga. We talking shit. That's what it is. I mean, leg day is what burning the calories. Okay, you ever suck some dick for marijuana? Hey, boy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> We got some new toys on the board, so. That's uh, funny. Get ready What's been going on with you, J. Joe? Oh, man. Glad you asked. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, what was that? Yesterday we found out uh, that nigga, all the Pfizer people are verified, so that's cool. You know what I'm saying? We got our blue checks. You know what I mean? So that was cool. Um, I also realized this weekend when I went grocery shopping, that um well we all know how I like my women. Like I like my chicken. Right. Oh. White and spicy. Um so what I realized um is that like I like my white women from Whole Foods way better than I like my white women from Trader Joe's. Um, it's not racist. Uh, white women from Trader Joe's look like they don't like wash their legs in the shower uh, and maybe shit in the shower or something like that like weird shit um but like whole foods white women like you know what i'm saying they look like they're um uh, well kept and they just exercise and walk around with spandex on all day and uh go shopping for fruits and vegetables and flowers so i uh, realized that this weekend and I also realized uh while i was in the grocery store i heard a, a foreign language being spoken behind me and I, was like, I don't even know what you're about to say. I just know it's going to be racist. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's gonna, um, I didn't know what language it was, but it sounded familiar. And then I was like, boom, that's Portuguese before even turning around. And I was like, how the fuck do I know Portuguese? And I remembered early 90s porn when like Brazilian, big butt Brazilian women were really popular. Like that's what they spoke in the porns, so I was like, "Oh, I know Portuguese through Brazilian porn." So that was a, an epiphany that I had. So not, not really. like Gosto, so, Gostosa or so not City or, of God. Like you skip right over City of God, you just went straight to the Big Brother Brazilian porn. That's what did it. <laughs> I would. I went over what? 
what is it, City of God? Isn't that the name of the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you breathe right past that with Straight to the but, Brazilian Porn. <laughs> but I, I, watched, I watched Big Booty Brazilian Porn before uh, City of God. <laughs> that, so. did, that didn't resonate. They be talking a lot of shit in Brazilian porn. They be saying like a bunch, I don't know what they be saying, but they be like, I'm like, God damn it, But you not go hit that's racist with that? I started thinking about Brazilian porn. On the real racist shit. Right, on the real racist shit. He let it slide. Yeah. And white yeah, for being scared have to apologize. Sure. For... Who's your Who's what your favorite Who's your favorite Brazilian porn star? The one that The one that um be having the the tan lines. That's all of them. That's all of them. And you know what else they do in Brazil? Brazilian in the Brazilian. Uh, they get re- they get really aggressive. Like if y'all seen that clip where like the chick smacks the nigga twice and then he smacks him back and then they start kissing and then he starts. Well, they were Brazilian. Bacon. I saw that. No, 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 no. They were niggas. I'm saying that a lot of Brazilian porn starts off like real aggressive like that, man, which is pretty cool. But um, I really haven't really visited that category in a long time. Maybe I'll throw back Thursday or something. Go check. It's out. usually a throwback Thursday vibe. It's like. Once I get to the end of like the hits, you'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm like, it's like the same thing as like early '80s black porn. Like I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at some Ebony Eyes and Gene Pepper today. It's a little, I don't know. It's a little far back for me these days. Anyway, so how how was your how was how was your week weeks 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 uh wood. Oh, it's cool. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat as Chef. I mean, nobody in my house has COVID, but uh, the school reported that somebody in my kid's class had COVID. So they kicked us out of school for two weeks. You know, the last two weeks kind of of summer before school starts. So we got these motherfucking kids for two weeks, and it's aggravating as fuck. So you know, all our hard work, going on vacations and stuff, and trying to decompress is kind of going out the window because we got these motherfucking kids all fucking. Um, other than that, all good, man. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, what's been going on with you, 5,000? Yeah, so uh, school actually started out here probably like two weeks ago now. And uh, the early numbers are coming in on the cases. It's a lot of cases. Uh, of course, our governor down here in Florida is like uh, vehemently against mass mandate. Some counties are defying him and instituting a mass mandate anyway. So really just trying to navigate through this whole school thing. And you got to be like vigilant and paying attention because some people are not reporting cases. Some people, you know, may not be showing symptoms or whatever. So even before like the case is known and confirmed, like your child might have symptoms. So just a lot to kind of pay attention to and navigate as again, you know, you can't account for what everybody else is doing, so that's it, just kind of trying to get back into the swing of things as far as school. Has there been like any bullshit going around at, at, at your kids' schools? Have you heard anything or is it pretty chill? Yeah, I haven't heard anything, but I have heard that like some schools are under-reporting or Whatever, so I mean, it's difficult to say. I just literally like a day to day basis. Got it. Okay. 
Yeah, man. In general, it is crazy. I mean, I know so my wife posted that um, my daughter um, had COVID and a lot of parents started just kind of like it was their opportunity to kind of sh- share like all their fears and all the shit they've been going through in their own respective homes. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's I mean, everybody's going through it in varying degrees. So the best thing you could do, you know what I'm saying, is make sure that your kid is following the mask rules and, and protocols um, do your best to protect your kids by being vaccinated. And I mean, at this point, I know we, we talked about on this podcast several times, not going to do it anymore. I, I know about, I know three different people. Some I knew closer than others that died over the past week from COVID. So friends, former friends, friends of friends that have died because they just didn't get vaccinated. Um, at this point, it's just like, don't know what to say anymore. Like you're all, we're all grown, so you have to make your own decisions, obviously. But the decisions, obviously, when they start to affect, you know, my children, that that makes it an issue for me. But I'm happy she's good. I'm hoping the same for you and your loved ones. And let's get into the podcast. Yes, fucking right. So, what niggas mad about this week? We can start about. We can start with. Um, we can start with what niggas mad about. Um, not mad, mad about a few things, but we can start with Shakari Richardson. So, Shakari Richardson, we talked about her. We talked about her several times. She's um, Olympic Olympic runner. They didn't go to the Olympics. Uh, she uh, was invited to what was it called? Prefontaine Classic. Prefontaine Classic. Yeah, the Classic in Oregon. Uh, it was basically um, an in, in, invitational for um, most of the athletes um, that made it to the Olympics, like a majority of them that made it to the Olympics. Um, so she was invited to um, be a part of the 100 and 200 events. And uh, she, you know, in typical Shikari fashion, you know, very boisterous, um, entertaining type young lady. So she posted all sorts of posts about how she's getting ready for the race um, and how she's going to do well and, and, and do her thing and all that shit. Um, but I think the preparation was focused more on hair and not necessarily running um, because when she did the race, she came in last place. And um, granted, I didn't expect her to win. And I, I mean, it wasn't because I don't think she's a talented runner. I just felt like the Jamaican runners are they're elite. Like after I saw what's what's baby who um one who broke her own record, <sighs> can't remember broke her own personal best. Um, the young lady who came in first, she she's now the second fastest woman ever, um, just under FloJo. But she um, I expected the Jamaicans to finish first, second, and third, and maybe uh, Shikari would come in fourth. You know what I'm saying? That would still be impressive to me. Um, but she came in last. Who's so, seventh and eighth? Like, is there like a motherfucker from Botswana that that burnt? Like, what? Who's seventh and eighth? I don't even know who seventh and eighth was, man. I know fourth was a girl from Pine Hill. She's from from here in Orlando. <laughs> so shout out to that. Shout out to Evans. Shout out to her. You know what I'm saying? But um. So now we got niggas who, who niggas with the high school with nigga with the fan with. <laughs> 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 Hey, the Jamaican the Jamaican woman's name is Elaine Thompson. 
Yeah, Lane Thompson came in first, and then second was Shelly Ann, and then there was the other girl who who's awesome. I, I don't know baby name either, but they all just be coming first, second, and third in varying degrees. But Lane Thompson is the best. Like she 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 definitely she beat her own record. She got she got the gold in um in Tokyo, you know what I'm saying? And it, like I said, she's numbered she's the second fastest woman in the history of ever. So it didn't shock me, but the thing is, so niggas got beside themselves after the fact, and that's when the niggas got mad. Niggas got mad because Shakari did a post interview, and she was just like, you know, saying, yeah, like shit happened. Like I, I'm gonna get these motherfuckers back. I'm gonna just, you know, it's, it's all good. Um, you talking all that shit. I'm gonna be back. Um, but niggas was upset, and they and they were saying, you know, she was too arrogant. And the niggas was, was defending, saying you hate black women because women, black women can't be confident if they want to be and da-da-da and all of that, that normal bullshit that we be hearing. Here's the thing. She didn't prepare. If she prepared, would she come in fourth place? Last place, rather? So, I mean, I, that was my issue, man. I have several issues. I, mean, I can go over it, but what was y'all thoughts on all the bullshit um, that came after the Shikari Richardson race. You could take takes from a different. I mean, a number of different places. First and foremost, she lost. She lost. She came in last fucking place. Now is the time for you to be fucking quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I don't know why she felt that she could go and like hop on a stage and like start talking about coming in fucking last. Like, bitch, you should be upset and like. Fuck, bitch, I fucking lost, like, in last fucking place. And be upset. Be beside yourself. Be a competitor that way. But you lost, and then you come out, and you start talking shit about people that weren't even in the race. And, like, to me, that's why niggas hate niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because that was just, like, the stupidest shit to do. Like, we all watch sports, you win and you lose. You lose, you take your ass on to the house and you figure it out and you come back and you try again. But like she hopped on some type of fucking soapbox like somebody did something to her. Like y'all can talk whatever the fuck y'all want to. Y'all can talk y'all shit. It's like we're going to talk our shit. The entire market of sports, the entire generation of revenue of sports is centered around us talking shit about sports. Like y'all don't run on a track and then money comes out your shoes. The money comes out of people watching fucking sports and talking about sports. And that's what made it so stupid to me when niggas is like, oh, if you ain't never ran a sub 47 in the 100, you need to shut your fucking mouth. Like, nigga, the whole fucking purpose of them putting it on TV is for us to talk about it. They could do this shit in the goddamn gym on an indoor track without no cameras. They put it on TV for us to talk about. And that's where it become even stupider because niggas start talking about protect black women like there were other black people running. I don't where, where white women. It was running? only black women. Okay, it was only black women running. You know what I'm saying? And they're like protect black women, protect her fucking confidence. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, really, what the fuck are we talking about right now? And niggas like, oh well, like niggas ain't never laced up the cleats. Nigga, none of y'all have ever broke down an iPhone. Like, look at the motherfucking what's inside of an iPhone installed apple software nothing but y'all sure know android versus freaking iphone every fucking week right you don't need a professional to say that fucking shit and i do 
Like it makes no that fucking that sense. That came from a hurt place. No, yeah. it did because yeah. because <laughs> because when niggas have an opinion, they never got to be an expert to have that motherfucking opinion. But when it's some other shit, it's like ah, nigga, you ain't never you ain't never been a sniper in the Marines, nigga. What you know about self self defense? Like nigga, shut the fuck up. Like it's bullshit. <laughs> so I hate to say it, but I agree somewhat with Woods. Take. Boom. Um, fuck. Ah, yeah, me. That's how I feel. Uh, no, that's that's my thing. Um, motherfuckers not above reproach, right? So, the shit happened uh, before the Olympics. Nigga, I rode for. I'm pretty sure everybody on this podcast rode for. Like we still was like, don't kick somebody with that when they're down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we still like people make mistakes. We all make mistakes. All right, cool. Uh, the Olympics happened. She on Twitter talking shit. Oh, I bet y'all niggas miss me now when the Jamaicans ran. You know what I'm saying? She was like, oh, nigga, nigga done got some rest. You know what I'm saying? Wait till you fucking, y'all gotta see me now. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, you done got, niggas like, all right. Like, fuck, she about to show up and show out. And I was like, well, this is, she can make up for the Olympic shit right here. You know what I'm saying? And then you come in last. And let me tell you something. I think we talked about, like, uh, when it was the locks versus um, Dipset, some shit just looks goofy after, like in certain <laughs> like, <laughs> we're in cer- certain situations, right? So like the weed blowing in the wind when you're in first place, that's the coolest shit ever. When you're in last place, it looks like that shit is slowing you the fuck down, <laughs> nigga. That blonde ass weed, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, goddamn. And the crazy thing is, I had just left the Jamaican restaurant, nigga, and they was in there watching. I was like, let me hurry up and get home and watch this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but, like, you lost, and you lost bad. Fine. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you can't keep talking shit, and you can't back it up. I felt like, goddamn, you, you let me down, because I was still riding for you. So, it's uh, still one of those things, like, I'm not kicking her while she's down, but, like, I'm going back to not giving a fuck about track. I don't I only give a fuck about track during the Olympics. Then she made me give a fuck about track after Olympics because of what the fuck she was talking about. Nigga, she lost. I'm done giving a fuck about track probably for the next four years. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. two, three years, or whatever the next Summer Olympics is. So that's my thing, man. I mean, I'm not one of those people. So you also have on the other end, other side of niggas who are like, some niggas do. Some niggas do hate black women. Some black men do hate black women and couldn't wait for her to lose type shit. And that shit is that shit's weird as fuck. And I think we've talked about that too about some black men that hate black women that have like some sort of underlying issues. But that ain't me. I talk shit about all sports and all niggas that fuck up on teams. Have you never heard me talk about any any team that I love that loses, nigga? I always blame a nigga. I have fantasy football teams, nigga. I blame them niggas. It's that's just. Part of fucking sports is is talking fucking shit when niggas lose, and I mean that keep <laughs> it just is what it is. That's part of sports. You would think niggas have never played or watched sports before, like the way they was coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why people hate half the reason why people hate to lose because niggas gonna be talking shit. That's half the reason. Right. And even the reason that she even had that outburst was because she's like, I know niggas gonna talk shit. That was that was a preemptive strike. Like she knew what was about to happen, but so if you knew, yeah, but that's like that's how you know her head was in the wrong place because you just bombed on national television 
And the first thing you thought about was niggas you don't know. Right. But, we, yeah. I right. think next week we're going to have a, a whole generational talk, but that's, again, her generational. Um, that care about what the internet and Instagram and Twitter have to fucking say about you. But that, 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 I mean, as a, as a habitual and consistent shit talker, man, you can't talk shit and then hedge and then hedge with motherfucking values and morals, right? Like, I'm gonna talk cash fucking shit, and then if the shit don't work out, I'm gonna piggyback on this confident black woman shit. Like, you can't hedge with that shit, dog. If you're gonna talk shit, talk shit, and you take your L, take your L. Like, don't... You can't talk shit and then be the victim after you talk shit. Like, that shit don't work. Like, that's it, no, it works. It Average works. Every day, it does. Because it's effective, because the narrative after she did that was y'all hate black women. And I think that's so lazy. Like, I was like, what's the root of it? Like you said, like, three of the top finishers were black women. Everyone in the race was a black woman. They're all excellent at what they do. So if I'm happy for the, the for Elaine and Shellyanne for winning, um, that they, they black too. Like, this is, this is a slippery slope. This ain't a valid argument you're making. Like, and then they had the argument about being humble and humility. No, no, no. It's not. That wasn't the issue. The issue was being loud and wrong as fuck. Yes. It's not the same thing. Yes. I don't, I don't believe. I believe in confidence. I believe it's important to be confident. I believe it's important to instill confidence in your children. But I also believe it's important to let them know you better be fucking right. And if you're not own that shit too and take it as a lesson you gotta eat your L you gotta learn how to take your L you have to and motherfuckers don't know how to lose no more because you know the coddling you know what I'm saying like she she should have been able to take that loss and just be like you know I'll do better next time that's not that's not being humble that's not that's not being humiliated it's not like dimming her light it's just being honest and giving a, a, a real self-appraisal of your performance. Right. Serena Williams, who takes losses hard as fuck, probably looked at that like, damn. Like, even Serena probably thought that was wild. Like, she literally just went and found the mic and started talking shit to people she doesn't but, know. But that's the thing. Like, oh, man. Personality goes a long way, right? So, I don't, I don't even get into that, but... She could have handled that a whole lot different. She could have been like, "Well, goddamn, they fast." You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have, I would have led with some humor. Like, I got smoked, ha ha ha. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so many other ways as a as in a PR stance where you can maybe kept some of those endorsements. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. but keep saying that. Like, they gonna have to see me again. And Jamaica's like, girl. We go out and see because because the does track work that way? Like, can you go back to the drawing board and get faster? Like, does does that work like that? I don't know. I've never ran track, so I think you can like train harder and maybe right. change up your technique some or something. Because we've seen that before, where uh, athletes may not have had a good showing and they come back and take off. So, right. You can but not with Jamaicans though. But, but Jamaicans yeah. just whoop ass. Like she just like did some Marvel superheroes type shit on her time. So I mean, can she shave that off? Like, is she gonna get that fast? She gotta get 
Get some more muscle in them legs. For, all right, so now we're going into don't nobody what the fuck they talk about. So what's the next <laughs> topic? <laughs> she need to get some more muscle in them legs. <laughs> she didn't have no fourth gear. I'm just saying, like she's a little, she a little light. <laughs> but speaking of nigga Olympics, nigga Olympics. Other thing, I, I'm, I'm personally, I'm personally furious about. So apparently, some niggas decided to put some um, milk crates up. It started and stack in them Cleveland. Up. Some, Clearly, it started is that where it started? Ooh, yeah. ooh, is that, where it started? Ooh, that sounds about that right. Oh, right. you say it started where? In Cleveland. That first video yeah. was in was in Cleveland. That Ohio, sounds man. about You're right. Real nigga that, but it sounds correct. I was gonna say Indianapolis, but same place. Nah, it definitely smelled like Gary, but it was close. Cle- Cleveland's the uh, Midwest, Cleveland. right? I, I don't really yes. know. It is okay. Yes, it's, it's, it's in the Midwest. So it's okay, cool. So it started in Cleveland. And it's basically a challenge where um, where underserved black communities um, walk <laughs> up and down. Oh, 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 you be just throwing shit in there. Underserved black communities. That's what you're going to hit up. That's racist for that? Yeah, all right, go ahead. All right, underserved black communities take crates and what? Walk up and down the crates um, in hopes of not falling. Um, I've seen and several gaining videos. and gaining some financial uh... and gaining and gaining and gaining money like right. niggas half promise money. I don't even know if the motherfuckers even give them the money because you know if it started in Cleveland, their niggas nobody got the money. Shout out to Cleveland, but that's what they're doing right now. Um, I know I saw a tweet saying that niggas believe the CIA started this shit because where are all these milk crates come from? Niggas don't drink milk like that. They don't. We don't drink milk. We don't. We don't fuck with milk like that no more. Like, can you get a real good thing of milk? Niggas hella drink milk. What is you talking about? I mean, majority of black people are lactose intolerant, but we won't get into that. Uh, lactose intolerant. Well, most most of people in the world are lactose intolerant, but it's not aggressive to the point where you yak when you drink it, so people still fucking drink it, and then wonder why their stomach hurt all the time. Fair point. But nah, yeah. niggas, niggas, niggas are drinking milk, but... Where the fuck they get them crates from? Is still the uh, is the question. DJs are, DJs are asking the same question. That's okay. That's what I heard. All right, All right. <laughs> then I saw at the um, Kroger on Old National, they ain't shit. They was selling milk crates for ninety nine cents on a milk crate. So yeah, because they were probably just after taking the milk, probably just uh, recycling them shits when getting a dollar. Right. Her crate, nigga. They was like, oh, nigga, we make a little bread off this like, with, with these niggas. Please take and kill shit. some niggas in the balance. Amen. Uh, oh man, you take it. So, <laughs> all right. So when I first saw it, right, um, it was entertaining. I must admit, I've probably watched at least twenty niggas walk up and down crates. Um, do I think that I could do it? Of course, I do. I definitely think I have the confidence of Shikari Richardson, and I think that I could get across with ease. Um, But I also have health insurance. And like you said, a lot of these niggas look like they either sell or buy drugs a lot. Um, So I don't... I I mean, I get it. Niggas want to trash it. Niggas are susceptible to things on the internet, so if they see niggas walking on crates, they're like, nigga, let's see if we can do that shit. I wish niggas would do that shit with some shit that was more, uh, 
beneficial, like maybe coding. Like, hey, let's see who can code their way out of this shit or some shit. But that's never the case. It's just niggas falling on crates. Shout out to Cleveland and Shaker Heights. Yeah. Um. Same same thing I said about Shakari, man. This this is why niggas hate niggas. Like. Social media is a stage for the entire world to watch things. And the entire world is watching niggas walk up and down milk crates and injure themselves. You know what I'm saying? And the first thing I thought about was, I don't ever want to hear black people talk about again about men or women wasting their time or they don't have time for the bullshit (laughs) and take everything out of your life that like distracts you from your goal or if it doesn't make money, like it doesn't make you better. I don't want to hear none of that shit no fucking more, right? Because y'all niggas are walking up. First off, you have to spend the time, take the time out of your day to go and find milk crates. And all the milk crates are not from the same place. You went to multiple places to go get the milk crates. Set them up in the hot ass sun because it's summer in the United States. And you set up milk crates. You looked at the picture to make sure the milk crates were set up appropriately. Then you walked up the milk crate. You probably walked up the milk crate before you even put it on camera. Then you walked up the milk crate and then you injured yourself on national fucking television. You wasted your time, you wasted... Well, you really didn't waste my time. I thought it was funny. But that's what we're doing. Don't ever say that anybody's wasting your time because you guys have plenty of fucking time to do shit. And not to be a broken record, these are the same niggas that was like, I don't know if the vaccine is safe. It hasn't been FDA approved. These are the same motherfuckers doing it. I promise they are. Like, I'm, I'm willing to bet... My September paycheck that these are the same motherfuckers saying this shit. Gravity. Gravity's not FDA approved neither, nigga. It ain't, man. And you make a good point. Like it, it is a it is it's a little it's a little shameful because you see these motherfuckers like you saw I saw then I saw an old lady. Great, I think she probably was under some sort of influence. But that doesn't really matter. She was walking up the the uh the crates. And then some kids came and kicked that shit the fuck over. This is an old lady. Like, she ain't had no teeth in her mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all ain't got shit better to do? No. You know? No, they don't. They don't. They <laughs> no, should, but they don't. I was about to say, the whole crate challenge is about not having shit else better to me. <laughs> but then a motherfucker gonna be, gonna be worried. You said it was an underserved community in a week, and he can tell my man... I can't get no motherfucking job, man. Niggas don't want to fuck with me because you spending time doing crates instead of looking for a new fucking job. That's my old white man. <laughs> Nigga, doing crates is a hilarious way of uh, <laughs> describing it. Like, they figured out they're doing crates. <laughs> the hell they doing? Niggas hella doing crates. One thing about niggas, boy, shit comes and it goes pretty, pretty fast. So not that separated shoulder. Nate, right. Uh, that shit Nate, forever. Doing, doing crates is not going to last to the end of the week, so it'll be a new thing. I hope so. Speaking of coming, I saw what you did there. Thanks. Um, speaking of coming, um, rest in peace to, to OnlyFans. So OnlyFans, in an effort to get more uh, investors, um, they've been urged to move away from the adult entertainment aspects of the application. As we all know, 
or may not know, you know, liars. Um, only fans used um, as a means by a lot of adult entertainment folks to to get subscriptions through um, sharing sexual acts and and nudes and all sorts of salacious savories for um, the public. Uh, Did you say salacious savories? Salacious savories. Thank you. Okay. Um, but it's, it was used as a means for that. And, and basically, because OnlyFans does want to kind of get more money and they want to pivot and scale, they have to move away from that piece of their business model. So what that what that means is a lot of these um, young ladies are gonna have to and young and young men in some cases um, are gonna have to find another way um, to to work this out. And I would I'm, I gotta be I gotta be honest. I was personally surprised to see the scramble and the desperation. I, I do I do dabble on the Twitter, and I, a lot of these young ladies use Twitter as their gateway to get users to OnlyFans. And a lot of them said, no, only got two weeks left. $5 on OnlyFans, $3 on OnlyFans. It's like a fire sale right now, a pussy fire sale. So um, wasn't expecting that. Um, I've never been on OnlyFans, but it seems like now these young ladies prepare for the next stage in the um, maturation of this application. And they're, they're kind of going through it right now. Hey, you know what's better than a pussy fire sale? Mm. A fire pussy sale. <laughs> no D. What the uh, fuck's that you have to do with anything? No, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm, I've got hella questions. So I'm like, first of all, why OnlyFans? Like, do you think niggas about to uh, like what else are niggas gonna use OnlyFans for? I mean, they have Patreon, which is kind of like clean OnlyFans. Um, so I mean, maybe y'all have some, some something in the mix or in the workings that I don't know about. Um, second of all, like it's sad, nigga. Like I I support black businesses, and it's a few black businesses that I support on OnlyFans. Um, I'm sure they can go to like the um, what's that? Like the premium Snapchats and other things, but it was kind of. You know, it's kind of like Toys R Us. Like, yeah, you can get, like, something from Target. You can get something from Walmart or whatever the fuck. But it, it was fun just to have it all in the same, under the same roof. So, um, I don't know. That's, that's not cool. Uh, but with the closing of OnlyFans, right, we've also seen the niggas who love to hate black women. Like, it's a lot of niggas who are like, oh, shit. Uh, winter is coming. Y'all, y'all, y'all better. Y'all, I hope y'all saved up, cause you know what I'm saying y'all about to be broke again. It's gonna be at least it's gonna be some more uh, waitresses at Subway and all this other shit. Like, you know, I just didn't get it. it to me, it's kind of like the same as my uh, with all due respect, last week. It's like these are still black people, like you said, men and women. Who are making an honest fucking living? You know, you might not like we're pro uh, sex worker on this podcast, and you you know these are people's jobs and livelihoods. You know what I'm saying? So like, if a if a black person is gonna make a million dollars off of OnlyFans, then fuck, let let the motherfuckers live, let the motherfuckers cook. 
But it's so many niggas that's like, I I don't know. I, niggas really don't like themselves. Like, why would you take joy into seeing somebody losing money? You know what I'm saying? So I I thought OnlyFans was cool. Like, you didn't have to go to OnlyFans. They didn't make you go to OnlyFans. OnlyFans were for your pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, like, homegirls have done OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? And friends of friends on OnlyFans. And you can... It's only a month subscription if you want to. If you don't like it, you can stop after a month. You can start up again another month. It it wasn't hurting anybody, so I don't understand the joy in it uh, closing down. I'm not too sad. Um, I mean, it's a. I think most of the people that were on OnlyFans are from the United States, and OnlyFans is not even a United States-based company. Somebody would definitely create an OnlyFans. I mean, it's just a social media fucking site where people upload pictures and upload video. It's not that fucking hard to create. I mean, it doesn't take a fucking coding wizard to do. Somebody will undoubtedly create another fucking OnlyFans. I'm surprised Pornhub doesn't even have one already in the fucking hopper. And invite all them people over. You know what I'm saying? I think OnlyFans is more a product of the pandemic and COVID than it was some bright idea. Because the business model for OnlyFans existed before OnlyFans. Mini vids, cam soda, shit like that, and then OnlyFans came, and I don't know. It was just the hot. It was just the hot, the hot song. You know what I'm saying? And everybody got on OnlyFans. So now that OnlyFans goes away, I mean, somebody's undoubtedly gonna pick up. I mean, th- there's just too many eyeballs on it for people not to do it. So somebody will definitely pick up OnlyFans and whatever, some other name, and those people will go there. So I'm not really too sad. People might lose a little bit of revenue in the beginning, but ultimately we'll go to something else. It's all good. Yeah, man, I, I think I saw something on Twitter. I forgot the name. It started with a P. I don't want to go into the details or give them an ad, but I, there, there is a replacement already. So, I mean, the ones that are really dedicated to the game probably already migrated all their information over to that other app. So, I mean, the game don't stop. It's the world's oldest profession. It's not going to stop because OnlyFans decided to. A lot of them chicks have gone and created their own fucking websites. That's probably the better <laughs> like, route. You too can create your own website and put your own content on it. You know what I'm saying? Like no face, no face girl has an entire fucking industry around herself now. She's got Pornhub. She had OnlyFans. Maybe Who? Fit, no face girl. She's like a, a fit a fit white woman that never shows her face, but like she became <laughs> really she became really popular and like she's got an entire fucking like following and media empire behind her. So yeah. Oh, well, cool. I mean, I think it's going to be all right. I think everyone will survive, but you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, everyone needs to make adjustments. I don't. I just go to xvideos.com. So. And some of them women going back to stripping. Some of them women are strippers anyway. They're just going back to stripping. Like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to say, people are just going to go back to whatever they was doing before. It's not the end of the world. <clears throat> like, whatever people, whatever probably little links people had set up on... Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. For booking, link in bio, same shit. Just run it back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Godspeed to y'all, man. Like, you know, everything's going to work out. You're going to get your money. Uh, So, what was next? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, can you take that to God? Yeah, man. God loves hoes too, man. So, like, if OnlyFans get shut down, like, 
an OnlyFans person can take that to God, like, make, make a way? There was a ma- there was a way made. Like they could either go, they could go back into the stripping game, they go back to just um, selling pussy like on the streets. I mean, there's there's there is a way. Like it's not going to stop. Can you solicit prayer requests if you lose your OnlyFans shop? I don't think that would be an issue. Didn't God love Mary Magdalene, who was a prostitute? Wasn't that his wife? Was God Wait, the first I, you, you mean you, you said God? You mean Jesus? Oh, right? Jesus? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jesus didn't date Mary Magdalene. Yes, he did. Hey, man. Hey, boy. I I love the Lord. He heard me. I love God, him let's too. Move, let's move on, man. The game. Okay. Oh, whatever. Lord. But all right. Somebody, somebody, give me a chime later, man. Just be like. I read my Bible too. I'm just saying. It's that Midwest Bible. It's the Indiana Bible. Indiana Bible. It was, no, it was, the, it was the Reggie Bible. It was the King James one. But, um, shout out to Reggie Miller. Shout out to King James. Is that the Reggie Bible? <laughs> the King no. James version? Is that, is that the Reggie I think Bible? It's King James, placed by the Gideons. I, mean, I, think that's, I think that is the Reggie Bible. I mean, I would think. The Torah or some shit like the Reggie Bible. No, nah, that can't be the Reggie Bible. Cause the Reggie Bible is the Bible. The Torah is just the, the Old Testament, ain't it? Right, but that would be the Reggie Bible. Like that's the the dumbest is like the Bible Bible. The King James is the remix. Yeah, but the Torah doesn't have the the New Testament. Right, the Reggie Bible is the Old and the New Testament. Right, written by King James and them. No, King James is the remix because then it's because you got the Bible, then you have the King James version, right? Well, who has the red? Who has the, the original? I don't know. Who knows? I thought King James killed everybody and was like, "This is the Bible." The New Testament is still in Latin, right? Hey, well, again, shit, we don't know what we're talking about. Let's move on. Okay, well, we can speak. Okay, so next, so um, speaking of rest in peace, man. Rest in peace to Dell and Sonya Curry's um, marriage, man. They, this is um, these are the parents of Seth Curry and uh, the other Steph and Seth, and I think they got a daughter, I believe. Um, I don't know, I don't know niggas like that, but they um, they divorced after 33 years. Don't really know the 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 root cause of it. But Twitter always thinks they know, and niggas on Twitter said that Sonya was fucking off, and then they was like, well, Dale was fucking off the whole time, the whole 33 years. I'm like, oh, well, uh, I was cool at one point. So they broke up, and um, so it was funny. So somebody, a nigga posted on Twitter. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Shit was funny. A nigga posted on, on Twitter basically about, you know, how Dell really shouldn't be trying to get back in the game and gave several reasons. I ain't going to go through everything, but I, I, I'll skim it real quick. So basically he was saying, you know, you don't want to be out here because you think it's, you think you want to be out here, but you don't want to be out here. Cause when you're out here, you don't, you don't want to be out here here no more. So, um, because when he was out there last time, we was out in the game last time, it was different. Talking about how women, um, just want to start podcasts and talk about plate fixing, how they ain't going to fix no plates. Um, soon he'll be saying, talking about these females, um, these women be wanting to peg niggas. Um, you need to be with your wife. 
women be wanting hell around the sex now. You can't handle that. Nigga, you got high cholesterol. These women like moon water and crystals. Shout out to J. Joe. Um, so it's just a bunch of bullshit that people got to deal with um, when they get back into the world after being married um, for so long um, and basically saying it's not worth it. Which is an interesting topic to me. I know this ain't the divorce episode, but how true is that? I mean, from our, I mean, the single niggas, is that, is that accurate or is that just some bullshit? The niggas just cracking jokes. Nigga, like you act like you don't look at the same social media we like niggas do. Like, hold on, man. You really draw like a hard line in the sand between like married, uh, a nigga no, who's see, married and niggas. I, I is, the, is that yeah, but, true? Yes. Chicks are pegging niggas now. Yes, man. Like, no, 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 but you see, drinking because no, what, what, what I'm saying is, no, no, is it it's true. It's different it, because, is it true? Because it's like, some people just post shit and it be bullshit. Most of the time. I would think. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's different out there, man. Than with niggas. When niggas' dad is with them. <laughs> so, I mean, what you mean? No, they got they got fucking air tags and and, and picture phones, nigga. Yes, oh, nigga, it's man. it's different than when Dale Curry was fucking twenty years old. Yeah, nigga, like fuck yes. Dale Curry. That shit sounds horrible for me. Like that that I read that shit. That shit sounded fucking horrible. I was terrified. A woman on my on one of my things like, yeah, we are pegging niggas. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why? Like, they, mean like, being mean. Who, why else would you put a strap on and and try to fuck a nigga in his ass to be mean? It's not coming from a, a good place. Like that's some like they were some other shit, man. I, I don't, I I can't fuck with that. I move, and I'm not talking about to Orlando. I'm talking about to like the you. I gotta get the fuck out of here. That's all. That's some bullshit. That was the most depressing shit I've ever read. It it was, and the funny. I guess I'm weird because the sad sad shit be making me laugh. So that's, I think that's what made me laugh so much. And I was also sad because it was like I was doing my 4 a.m. p. when I saw that shit, and I was reading it, and I was like. Man, sad to be having to pee this early in the morning. Plus this, so I just started crying a little bit. Why you was pee? You was peeing and crying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but I mean, I, think, I mean, it just—it just depends on what you're into, right? Um, so if you're coming out of a relationship and all you want to do is have fun, the fun is out here. I mean, as you know. So basically, all that was saying is like women are out here like savages. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're sexually free, sexually confident. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna do what they want to do. Uh, you know, they're independent. Like they just, you know, they're doing their own thing. I mean, you can go to any a lot of women's Instagrams and just see what they own. And if that's what you're into, then that's cool. Uh, if you're getting out of a relationship, you want to get back into a relationship. I think that's where. Uh, people have issues like men and women because um, at this age you have a lot of like I said it's not this divorce episode um, but people have 
been talking about how they want to come get on. Uh, shout out to uh, Mary Beth. Um, it's it's just you know I, I've talked about how my homegirl trying to date in Atlanta right now. It's just um, I mean dating is difficult anyway, but dating while you're older and you're kind of setting your ways and you know what you like and what you don't like and what you will deal with and what you won't deal with. Um, you know it's it's different and then. Um, if you're trying to date younger, and I think that's basically what he was saying, like these young girls out here wilding. Like, I don't, nigga, I don't recommend that for anybody, man or woman, because, you know, you remember how you were, like, in your late 20s, 30s, whatever. Like, they, them motherfuckers 10 times worse than we were. And so just think about that. So, yeah. Uh, not telling anybody to stay in a bad relationship. <laughs> it ain't all uh, shits and giggles in these streets. It was funny because I was I was corrected by my boy because like one of my boys because I was like I always try to tell niggas like yeah date date younger women you know what I'm saying so you have you want to have kids and shit and all sorts of things like that um I mean because if you date an older woman she might be more set in her ways and less malleable and things like that. What? Um, that's not a hella arcade. Malleable? Like, just w- willing to change, yeah. Malleable, that's uh, what it means, right? I mean, sounds kind of... Like willing kinda, to change? Seems, Changeable? I, I, seems I like a, there's, there's, a con- kinda, there's, there's a connotation to it. Is it? Like she's, That's literally what the word means, like, like changeable. Like yeah, there's a grooming connotation to it. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't mean it in that way, though. Kind of did, but not really. <laughs> Sorry. Grooming has a negative connotation now, but it's more like just more acceptable of change. No, that's like what we're saying. You were saying that it's, it's like grooming is what you're saying. It yeah. has a negative connotation, yeah. so we were equating the two. I, but it's, it's okay. I, I get it. I don't. I don't mean. I, I heard five thousand say loud, so it's a tie. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know that that was like a connotation. I didn't know about me like, neither. I just found out today. <laughs> I mean, but I don't mean it in that way. I just mean like less, more, more adaptable versus less adaptable. Like if you're, you know, if you're 38 or 40, you've been single the whole time. You already know what you. You already got your past. You're not gonna be that hard. It'd be hard to sway in any sort of But when you direction. think about malleable, you're thinking somewhat of like clay, meaning someone else yeah. is molding you. Or metal. Which mm-hmm. is very much in a grooming mindset. Or metal. Yeah. Which is still the same fucking thing. It doesn't matter what fucking <laughs> element we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I get what you're saying. I, get, I'm just saying I, never, I, mean. I never would have used the word in reference to people. So... I feel you. I doubt that ahead of myself when I say I allow it, but yeah, I don't know. Awesome. I, Scott, Scott, you leave me. All right. More more willing to uh, change. I jumped, I jumped out there for you in the blind. Uh, mm-hmm. And now that the thing has changed, I'm My trusting mind's telling me no. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Uh, don't do that, please. But, yeah, but, but the point I'm trying to make make was that nigga was like no nah, no nah, you're wrong these young gals is fucking lunatics and no no i don't want that at all and i'm like oh, okay because apparently the pegging thing is a real thing and it's 
Oh, it's not like women are out here pegging niggas that don't want to be pegged. It's not like They're niggas not. Are, way, are getting woke up with the peg. Are we sure? I don't know any. The the one or two Boy, that the I know, it was... a little bit overzealous to me. What? Huh? What'd you say? I said the one or two situations that I know about that the the chicks peg niggas, the niggas were like down with it. They asked for it? <laughs> yes. The nigga asked for it, the women asked the dog, the nigga. Oh, the niggas. God. So everybody just crazy now. Ain't you sound like an old ass nigga. Right. I mean, I am an old ass. Look, 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 that is way off. When niggas hear that shit about you, they be like, oh shit, this nigga crazy, crazy. Yeah, so, like, pegging and incest porn are on the same level to a lot of people. Really, incest incest porn is kind of worse. <laughs> oh, fuck you. How you figure? I mean, it, I mean, uh, so. It's not real. If, if both of y'all were in court and the dude who just got into a little bit of pegging, they might be like, oh, that nigga nasty. But the nigga who comes right after him talking about he was fucking his sister. That's you got a problem. <laughs> Throw that nigga under the jail. Throw that nigga under the jail. Incest well, is way worse real, than a little pegging. But incest porn is not, they're not really related. If they were related, it'd be gross. Then, uh, no, uh, no, then no, just, no, 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 I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying the, act, the act of incest, the act of incest is worse than, than peg. Not, not watching the porn, you know what I'm saying? But, but you, watching the porn versus, but even watching the porn versus real life pegging, I think, because it's the fantasy of fucking your cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that it's a little worse. sicker. Yeah, it is. It's a little sicker. The fantasy of fucking your cousin. Well, yeah, because we ain't, no one's going to say anything about being like, hey, baby, can you fuck me in the ass before we go to bed right quick? But no, listen, but if we, but, okay, if we want to be an involved mind, we've of already course. discussed, we've discussed like anything you do with a woman. Is a if a man and a woman are doing it is a heterosexual act. True. True. It is heterosexual. I didn't say it wasn't. So, but so, but you're you're act, acting like you're super grossed out while you like incest porn, which is against God's law. Right. <laughs> but they're not related. They're still not related. Yeah, is it, are you doing a pun on purpose? Like, like right. they're not related in the <laughs> right. porn, or like. They're not like the two aren't related. Nigga trying to throw you off with a double. They're, 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 they're both he's sexual. He's saying people not really related. They're not really. They're right. not really, they're not really they're family. Not really it don't matter. The they're not really family. All right. But if but in your mind, the thought of them being related is what's giving you an erection. Yes. That again is a right. kink. Right. Pretty sweet kink, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She got uh, what? <laughs> the conversation you, did? What did you just say? Got you what? I'm hype. Hype? Hype. Hype. All right, man. 
No, I was with this podcast. Yeah, J. Joe got him a little hot and bothered. Right, nigga. I, I don't know. I don't, he was sucking on his watch. I was, I was, <laughs> hey, boy. Hey. That nigga flustered. Watch his boy. Right, nigga. This nigga's flush. I'm, I'm a little change, change the subject. We got we nothing now. Mouse in the palace. Oh, yeah. Man, so, yeah. Change the mood a little bit and get sad. So, the Mouse in the Palace documentary came out. I thought, well, for one, I thought it was an excellent documentary. As everyone who doesn't may not know, I am from Indiana. I'm a hardcore Indiana uh, cult. Oh, I'm nice. not an Indiana. But I'm a hardcore Pacers fan, Colts fan, you know what I'm saying? Like, I fuck with Indiana sports. Um, so Are you a Hoosier fan? I am for basketball. Yeah, I'm an IU, IU fan for basketball specifically. Um, so What about the Kappa? Remember, that too. Right. So, Mouse in the Palace, I, re- I still remember that day very specifically. Um, I, I'll share a little story. Well, can so you tell was, people what Malice in the what Malice in the Palace is before you? Yeah, the Malice in the Palace. Absolutely, Malice in the Palace was um, the the big brawl between the fans of the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers uh, that occurred on November nineteenth, uh, two thousand four, in the Palace of Auburn Hills. So, fucked up time uh, if you're a Pacers fan. I'm a, and like I said, I was a huge Pacers fan. At that time, we were number one in the East. I really think we had what it took to be to win the NBA championship that year. We had we had a squad full of dogs. We had fucking uh, um, Stephen Jackson when he was like at the height of his superpowers. We had Ron Artest, who was a head case. We had Reggie Miller in his last year, and we had uh, Jermaine O'Neal, who was a dog. So we really had a a, a really good team. I, I really fucked with him. Um, what year was this? 2004. Okay. So I remember that day very specifically. It was uh, Florida Classic weekend, um, and I was in Orlando. I was on internship at the time. So my girlfriend at the time got us a nice room in Orlando, and I was like, we. I went there to visit, um, go to the football game and all that shit. Um so I'm watching the game in the hotel room because I'm a fan. And I'm watching the game and I see everything. I mean, I'm in a good mood because we were winning the game and we won the game, but towards the end, all the bullshit cracked off and I kind of just paused. And I immediately began to cry. So um, I was very sad about the whole thing. Uh, and the girls at the time, she was like, well, let me let me get you excited and, and, and shift your mood from the bullshit. And granted, I was still a young man. I couldn't perform because of the sadness. So very rough time. You got a lot of ED stories, bro. No, this is the only, this is the only one. But um, it was a rough time for me, man. Um, Shouts to the Pacers. I mean, niggas recovered, but that that documentary brought me back to a very dark place. Like they they really got a raw deal. You said niggas recovered. Are you talking about yourself or the Pacers? Yeah, both of us. Oh. 
But not um, that night. Uh, no, I was, I was good the next day. But niggas, um, <laughs> but as far as the Pacers, we weren't good for another three or four years or whatever. So, um, but we did recover as a team. But it like those players were never the same because of all this shit that happened. I mean, there was the undertone of racism involved, not protecting um, the athletes and kind of just letting fans do whatever the fuck they want to do. I mean, we still see that today in varying degrees. Like, I don't think I don't think these sports leagues really do everything they need to do to adequately protect players. And I think that was something that was highlighted in the documentary that I thought was a really good uh, point in the storytelling. But what do y'all think? Real quick, because I think I saw you post this on social media or maybe somebody else. Why? And I guess you just explained it, but why do y'all niggas think y'all was about to win the championship? Like, why does it rise to the level of, oh shit, we was about to win the championship and then we didn't because of this shit? Well, we did have the we had the best record in the NBA at the time by leaps and by, like by a lot. Um. We had a lot of momentum going into the season because we lost we lost Eastern Conference um, championships to Detroit, and we knew that the that the road to the the Eastern Conference Finals ran through Detroit. Um, so we had to just be mindful of that. Um, so we 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 knew we had Detroit's number, um, and we knew it was over because our best players were all. Taken out. Our test was the our test was a dog at the time. He was like the one of the better players in the league on both ends. He's like a, the, one of the best toy players in the league in that at that time. So our test was out for the rest of the season. Um, Steven Jackson was out for the majority of the season. Jermaine O'Neal missed like 15 games. So we had we and granted we still made it to the second round with none of those people. Um, we made it to the second second round of the, of the playoffs, but we didn't have any talent. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have our main people. Like we were just working with backups. So that's that was the issue. And Rick Carlisle is a great coach. He was a really great coach, and he was dealing with a lot even with that. So I mean, we we had a squad though. That's so I was just curious. I I didn't feel sad. I mean, I felt sad for Jermaine O'Neal, but. I wasn't sad for the mother motherfuckers, but um, no, because the documentary pointed out like everybody else went on to have like successful careers and like win chips and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the only nigga that was like stuck in the mud. But I was more so it was more so a nostalgic thing for me because that will never happen again. Like those type of athletes, I guess was that before this is before AAU culture, ain't it? Like these cats coming out into the league. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because, I mean, if you think, like, Jermaine O'Neal and Artest were, well, no, not Artest. Jermaine O'Neal and uh, Steven Jackson were all 9-6 class. So they all came in with Kobe and AI, right. and that was, like, that whole thug nigga era, I guess. And we were talking about that specifically in the shot, where it was like, these niggas were literally taken straight out the fucking hood and put onto a basketball court. Like, mm-hmm. no motherfucking training, none of this, welcome to the league, let's sit down and acclimate you to civilized society. These niggas are literally like, hey man, you can dribble the ball, you can play ball, come onto the court and play ball. And you got, like, niggas like that. Ron Artest is crazy. 
literally yeah. crazy. And he's allowed yeah. to make millions of dollars to be a basketball player. Like, clear mental health issues. And I think they said in the documentary he was going to see a professional during the season. And back in back in that time, for you to see a mental health uh, professional, something had to be really wrong with you. Now, not so much, right? So this motherfucker stone cold crazy. Like, Steven Jackson is fucking hood as the fuck, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got Dennis Rodman also stone cold fucking crazy playing basketball. You got other hood niggas that's playing fucking ball. And it's like, that'll never happen again, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel kind of bad. We're like, yeah, it was a fucked up situation. But that's the basketball and the brand of sports that we were used to. Like, raw ass motherfuckers. They know how to play basketball. And that's really all they're paid to do. Whereas now, everybody's a product. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is... There's so much more to them, and, you know, they're not going to come out here and do crazy stuff, you know. E- even cats that we know that are, like, gang-affiliated, they're not even really that hood. They'll throw a gang sign up every now and then, like, on the court, but, like, they're not fighting like motherfucking, like, the Malice in the Palace. Like, these niggas is about it, you know, and that was just kind of a nostalgic thing for me just to think back and watch all of that, like, damn, like... This was really fucking wild. Like these niggas was really fucking tripping. Yeah, the NBA had a lot of wild niggas back in the day. Uh, I mean, niggas was straight from the hood, like you said. They was straight, like nigga, this is my way out. Nigga, they going to fucking Brooklyn, whoever the fuck we can get niggas from the parks, whatever. You two years was it two years in 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 college and bring your ass to the NBA or whatever. Um, but I really liked the documentary. Uh, it definitely peeled some layers back that I didn't know were there. Um, it, it brought up some all types of shit, like the fact that um, Main O'Neill was the only one left, like, like you said, like with not nothing, but his legacy was never solidified. You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga was like the prodigy that nigga was up and coming. It was it was comparing him to like fucking the next whoever the fuck. But he it never made it to fruition. I mean you got Reggie Miller who never won a, a chip that was supposed to be his year according to the documentary. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of layers. Uh it's it's being loyal to a fault. So mm. that's that brought up that question like can you be too loyal is too loyal um a thing you know what i'm saying like if your nigga ran out there you supposed to run out there with him you know what i'm saying yeah but will your nigga run out there for you so that's one of those things it's like like you want to think that every nigga who you would swing for would swing for you, but I've been in many a fight where I ain't gonna say many. I've been in some fights where, when niggas was out there swinging, it was some niggas watching. It could tell you everything that happened. So it's just like mm, I don't know. It it brought back all type, brought up all types of shit in my mind. Uh, just about just just about loyalty in general. Because when it came back to uh, that nigga Ron Artest coming back to the team. The nigga was like, nah, I think it's best for the team if I just went ahead and get traded. And all this, I don't know how to say all this is because of you, but I mean, all of it, it was, stems right. from you. You know what I'm saying? And like, 
even Ron Artest was like, nigga, that was some bitch-made shit. Jermaine O'Dean was like, nigga, that was some whole-ass shit that the nigga just left town, and we just sitting here holding the fucking bag. Like, so, I don't know, man. It it, it, it has some layers to it. Uh, also uh, reminded me how Detroit uh, fans are, are shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Detroit people. Detroit oh, I, I wasn't going to put it on the whole Whoa. city of Detroit, man. Oh, but, uh, oh. you know, we, we all know about Midwest haters. But, yeah, I mean... Just like shit was just wild back then. So the if you didn't watch it, uh, the fucking Pacers was beating the snot out of fucking Detroit. Um, like the game was in the fourth quarter. I forgot who uh, Ron Artest got fouled. Uh, I don't know if it was a flavor, but he got you know nineties fouled. I guess you'd call it two thousand early two thousand fouled. And I forgot who told him was like, nigga, you can get your Get your Jamal files Tinsley back. Yeah, Tinsley yeah. told that nigga to get his file back. So this nigga files Ben Wallace, who just lost his brother, nigga, <laughs> goddamn the night before. Right. Mm-hmm. So you gonna file a nigga hard who just lost his brother, who is another nigga who you don't want to get in the fucking street brawl. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he files he files Wallace a little too hard, but not hard enough where this nigga Wallace pushed him, and that was it. And the nigga start fighting on the court, but back then that's what niggas did. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas did that shit. <clears throat> then, like, um, the kind of benches came out. This nigga Ron Test laid on the scores table. Let me tell you how crazy, like, this nigga, right? Um, this nigga threw a cup from, and again, he wasn't supposed to, like, because the Pacers was winning, everybody with the season tickets for the uh, Pistons left the front row, so they let everybody in the top rows come down, the nigga in the cheap seats. So some nigga who's in the cheaper seats comes down. He had to be maybe 8 to 10 to 12 rows up. Throws a cup. It looks like the bitch going in slow motion and hits a nigga perfectly. Like, no, that had to be right. I don't know, man. Divine something, nigga, because that shit hit that nigga perfectly and that was the beginning of the end. And, like, the fucking Detroit fucking fans, one Spanish nigga got out. He he runs on the fucking uh, floor with his fucking fist clenched. He no, looked no, but wait. You, 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 skip, you skipped there. over the best part, though. You skipped over uh, the best part. The what? nigga who threw the cup. Oh. He right. passed right by him to hit the nigga who didn't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and let it happen. Like, <laughs> Right, and the nigga was an asshole. The nigga threw the cup. Was like, so what you think when the nigga beside you got hit? He was like, ah, nigga, I was happy it wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, god hey, damn, man, what a dickhead, man. Jesus Christ. But even the little Spanish nigga who got popped on, he was like, oh, it was a sucker punch. I think it was a bitch for nigga. You're on an NBA court, nigga, with your fist balled up, dog. You lucky you still have like nigga a jaw. You know what right. I'm saying? It's not. He a, was he was lucky. Jermaine O'Neal slipped. No, it's hey in the documentary, but that nigga is Jermaine O'Neal, a big nigga, man. He was gonna hurt him. I was gonna kill him. Nah, he, he's gonna be dead. <laughs> At least missing like half his face. But um, yeah, man. It, it if you haven't watched it, man, it's a good watch. It's not that long, man. And it's a great know, documentary. They say it has. It has a, a lot of layers, man. I mean, niggas still holding grudges. I mean, I will say lot. that I will say that 
in Indianapolis folklore, it is known that Jermaine O'Neal, not Jermaine O'Neal, Jamal Tinsley and um, Steven Jackson shot up the Mecca one night. The Mecca is the club where the what that thing smell like video happened occurred. If you remember, BT Uncut. Shout out to the IOTAs, the nigga who rapped what that thing smell like as a member of IOTA Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. That's... Shout out, first of all, shout out to Michael Cunningham. He's the one that has Cabrioso seasoning. He's been on here w- once or twice. Uh, he's been shitting on us with our uh, R&B music bracket. No, uh, no, 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 not, not us, nigga. Because I'm going to tell you right now. No, he shat on all of us. No, no, because I, th- I think Wood did fuck with Silk, though. I'm definitely I pro think he Silk. Was pretty consistent with his his love for Silk shit. over Silk over Drew Hill. I I think he did fuck with. I didn't. I, I, I mean, still don't. I mean, I, I think he's still wrong. So, no, dog, you didn't pick Silk over Drew Hill. No, I didn't. Pick. didn't. No, but but my response in the group was, I think Silk was in a murderer's row. A motherfucking people like Jodeci and Drew Hill was probably in that bracket too. And BNB by Drew Hill is not no motherfucking slight. I don't know why he. I don't know if he took it as a slight. I don't even remember what the fucking context was. But Silk Tonight is one of the greatest R and B albums of the two thousands. I would say that's the two thousands. Uh, did it? it didn't. No, 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 no. It had to be nineties. Definitely nineties. Late nineties. I don't remember listening to it in high school. Well, nigga, you went to high school. I feel like I feel like it was two thousand. What's a silk Tonight. album? What's the name of it? Tonight. Oh wait, no, he's right. We were in college when that came out. Just thinking about where I was when that shit was. Oh, out. I'm thinking about lose control. That I'm that's that's my bad. Uh, let me see what year these albums came out. Uh, but here's Lose, Lose Control came out in 1993. Um, that's what I was talking about. And you said Silk what? Tonight. Which is truly a flawless album, man. There's no skips on that motherfucker. It's a good album. And, who, and who's uh, who's the motherfucker? He from Nashville or something? You said, J.J.? Who's the motherfucker? Jared Jenkins. Yeah, that motherfucker there. Bro. Oh, he's, oh, he's from Nashville? Yeah. So all the singles pretty much came out in like, yeah, we were in college yeah, for sure. So, cause it was like fall 1999. No, no, no. It was spring 1999, but the singles started really coming out in the summer and fall. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that makes sense. Beach, I mean, was the man. It's just deal with it. Yeah. Tony, I mean, Tony Beach, Jodeci. All right. Fine. And we, yeah, love for y'all, man. I, I, Michael, Michael, I put, I put, I just used some season today when I made some greens. So you know, much love for y'all. Great in an omelet too. Oh shit, it's great on seafood too. Cowboy does. Texas nose candy. One time. <laughs> I need to buy some more cowboy dust. By the way, shout out to you, man. I do too. I let somebody use it because it was um. I wanted them to try it out, and then they kept it. So I need to get either get it back <laughs> or just order some. Order some more, man. Unless. Right. But you don't have to take his word for it. Candyman! You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. 
Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show you love, show you support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respects. With all due respect, uh, back on my COVID shit again, um, a lot of municipalities <laughs> around the country, I had it, I had it back to school, and um, I live in Florida, dumbass governor, didn't want to put a mask mandate in place, you know, people talking about what their rights are and all that bullshit, but bottom line is, if you're sending your child back, you create the rules for your child. Like, if you want your child to wear a mask or whatever, you tell your child that before they leave home. Fuck what the school's talking about. Like, nobody's going to make them take the mask off. You know what I'm saying? They might be the only person in their class with a mask or what have you, but fuck it. You can set your own ground rules with your own child. So, um, you know, if you want them to wear a mask or a face shield or whatever, like, you just make the rules at home and make sure they do their part once they get to school because this shit is just getting it's getting beyond ridiculous and it's just like stupid as fuck now we need to get the shit behind us and just try to stop the bleeding with all due respect with all due respect you closeted anti-vaxxers are are irking me like i've realized over the past few weeks so many people who i thought were just like you know normal thoughtful thinking sort of people like weren't um i saw a lot of people using the sheep that i thought were like you know i i thought i knew better using the term sheeps and and how you know uh, we don't know why we have to take a vaccine, so I'm not gonna just take something for the hell of it. I like I thought I knew y'all niggas. Like I thought my one of my one of the few things I was good at was kind of reading people and and kind of understanding people. But I'm I'm I take I take that shit back. Why are you motherfuckers having y'all? I don't give a fuck. Probate shows like every day at this point, and I ain't got nothing bad to say y'all niggas because I don't have the energy. But what I will say is, you're wrong. The reason that we all have to get a vaccine is to help support herd immunity. If people are vaccinated and protected, it makes it harder for the disease to thrive and live and and consume uh, souls. So that's why we do it. And that's why it's a group project. And that's why being an individual isn't that all it's cracked up to be. You're doing this because you're looking out for your fellow man, not because you got to be right all the goddamn time. Because most of the time you're wrong. Like We're in a country full of average ass C and D students for the most part. There's not a lot of exceptionalism here. And we're learning that more and more each day. And you're not exceptional, nigga. Go get the shot. Go get the other shot and just call it a day. You'll get maybe a little headache. 
you might be lethargic for a few hours at the most and your arm's going to hurt. And that's about it. Just quit bullshitting with yourself and your family and your loved ones. People are dying every day. Harsh, painful deaths. And they're full of regret each time because they made a bad decision. With all due respect. With all due respect, uh, last week we talked about shower ring. Um, and a big part of showering is what happens afterwards. And that is <laughs> moisturizing, guys. This is for the homies, man. Some of the ladies, too, man. The women like niggas who are moisturized, right? So I had a little uh, text thread with one of my homegirls, uh, and she had posted something on Instagram. Uh, and let me go back to that Trader Joe's Trader Joe's joke. Um, uh, I, I like black women, so you know it was a joke about how I like my women. Uh, anyway, if y'all made it this far, then you know y'all can stop being mad at me. Uh, but anyway. But hey, man, love is love, and you know if we have some other nema. Um, so my homegirl was in Trader Joe's, and she posted a picture of two products, and I said, "Hey, what's up with that shit?" And she put, "LMAO, you don't know." I said no. She said, "You don't want the glow," and I was like. Uh, what's supposed to be glowing? She put your legs and arms, LMAO. Your privates, if you want. Women like a good-looking penis that looks like it's cared for. So I responded, I don't want to attract women with my penis glow if I know I'm not going going to keep it up. And then I said, wait, I meant the regimen, not the penis. Right. So she laughed, LMAO. So what it was was Trader Joe's coconut body butter mixed with, uh, they have a, um, a body oil also, right? So I just so happened to be going to Trader Joe's that day. I was like, you know what, let me try this shit out, man. So, fellas, you buy the body butter and the fucking uh, body oil to go with it. So I hit her up and I was like, all right, what's the ratio between oil to fucking body butter? She was like, oh, you only need like three to four, three to four squirts of the oil in the fucking body butter. So, yes, fellas, of course, I was like, but goddamn, I had to buy this whole bottle of oil for four squirts. I could have just squirted that shit in the store. But guess what? We try not to do as much nigga shit in 2021 as we did in 2020. So guess what? I'm glad I bought it. And she got this from uh, Black Girls and Trader Joe's also. It's a Instagram page. And I think they were the first ones to say it. And then Trader Joe's, who I don't think gives them any money, like started stocking that shit. Um, like off rip because I tried to go back and get some more, but they were fucking sold out. But anyway, so you get your fucking body butter. You get four or five squirts of the body oil in there. You mix it up. And hey, boy. It definitely will give you the glow. Um, you know, it's, 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 it has a nice little cocoa butter smell that doesn't last too long. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be around a chick 
and you smell just like them. So it's just a light hint, you know what I'm saying? It gets you straight, but it does moisturize very well. You know what I'm saying? I've I've used the fucking uh, all the other all the other lotions, man. But uh, this little combo has been doing a job, man. So for you uh, guys and gals out there, man, if you want to get your little glow on your legs or your arms or your privates, man, fuck with the uh, Trader Joe's coconut body butter with the uh, body oil. Aperol spritz. With all due respect. <laughs> with all due respect, um, I don't, I don't know nothing about that. I will go to Trader Joe's. It's what is it? Body oil. Trader Joe's coconut. What? Cocoa. Cocoa. What? I, I, it, it, listen, it's right. Listen, nigga, I was sending everybody. Yeah, send me the link. Lo, the little link. Send me. The link. Uh, but it is the Trader Joe's coconut body butter. It's a body butter. Come kind of a little round thing. Okay. Nice. So right. last week and, uh, I brought and it's up the lemongrass coconut body oil. Send it to me. Send it to me. Send it to me. Lemongrass. Last week I brought up two niggas that would never wear Trader Joe's coconut lemongrass body butter. Um, it it just come to my mind. I was I was watching a clip. I forget uh, on YouTube, and the wire came to my mind. You know what I'm saying? And I thought about Avon Barksdale and Stringer Bell. And I might have had a little piece of edible or something. Who knows what I was on? And I started to like think a little deeply about the personalities of these two cats and how they're like the duality of, you know what I'm saying? Like leadership, you know, leadership type of cats. You know what I'm saying? I tried to turn it into like a leadership exercise or whatever. And just thinking about the two different personalities, you know, Avon Barksdale being the, uh, you know what I'm saying? The more traditional, aggressive, um, charismatic neighborhood boy versus Stringer Bell, the cunning um, sociopathic strategist, you know what I'm saying? And like, who rocks with who? So I posted a little poll on the internet, you know what I'm saying, just to get, you know, figure out what women like and what men like uh, between the two. And women overwhelmingly, you know, chose Stringer Bell. Um, I kind of get that. I mean, you know, a lot of women told me they just like Stringer because he's fine or whatever. I, mean, I don't know nothing about that, but... Um, a lot of women, I'm sure they did pick Stringer for that reason, but it was also odd that a lot of women picked Stringer because Stringer embodied a lot of the qualities that women don't want, right? Like Stringer wasn't the most loyal ass motherfuckers and women are typically like loyalty above all else, but Stringer was not the most loyal motherfucker. Like Stringer was all about Stringer and he showed many times in the show that when it comes down to you or him, it's definitely going to be you because Stringer is definitely going to do what's best for him. You feel me? Like he would kill his man's family like Stringer like didn't give a fuck. And it was just odd to me that women would pick Stringer over Avon, especially when Avon was like, you know what I'm saying, the more, the more I'm not going to say stable, but he was the more predictable of the personalities. The more surprising portion of it was men were split 50-50 rocking with Stringer Bell and Avon. And I kind of get it, you know what I'm saying? But I don't really get it because men are supposed to live by a little bit more of a code than women most times, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to like your man swing, you know what I'm saying? Your people you grow up with, your friends or whatever. To pick Stringer was a little bit odd. And I solicited feedback from a lot of the dudes like, well, why you rock with String or whatever? And they were like, well, you know, String, you know, String was successful, you know, String, String got shit done. Like, String was trying to take it to the next level. But I was like, Stringer was a disloyal sociopath. 
And they were like, yeah, but, you know, and then give me a reason. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't come from a place or I don't interact with people where you can be disloyal and be a sociopath. Like, it doesn't matter what the end result is. You can't be straight. And in life, if I'm going into business with you or partnership or whatever, no matter where we may ultimately end up, I can't rot with string on the team. But it was just, you know, it was just interesting, you know, to have that dialogue with other men. It was like, yeah, but, you know, I mean, yeah, string was like that. But I mean, I mean, Avon was going to be what Avon was going to do. And Avon was going to eventually get him killed anyway. Like, yeah, Avon may eventually have gotten him killed, but at least they was going to get killed. You know what I'm saying? On some on some noble shit. I mean, we're in the drug game, but as noble as possible, you feel me? Like it was gonna be on some on some on some real nigga shit, right? Stringer, like Stringer might have killed you and you had nothing to do with the drug game. Stringer would kill you if you were just an obstacle in his way, and that's not cool. And it kinda it kinda let me not that I really care, I'm not using it as like a real life exercise on how to pick my friends. But it was interesting, like, to just, you know, compare, like, niggas that you know and how they feel about certain shit. Like, some niggas like, nah, man, I can't fuck with that nigga. That nigga's disloyal. That nigga out here killing, you know what I'm saying, fucking with his man, fucking with his man's girl, shit like that. And it's like, they can't fuck with that. And those are the niggas who typically, personality-wise, are, I'm like, damn, like, that nigga is, like, the loyal type cat. He is the loyal to the, a loyal, loyal to a fault type cat. That's the way he is in his everyday but then you look at other cats and they were like, no, nah, man, I picked string. And when you think about it, it's like that cat's not really like that's not really his personality. I'm not saying he's disloyal, but he's a success above all else. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck everybody. I'm trying to get money. I'm trying to get paid. And it made sense. Right. Uh, I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. I kind of gave my opinion on where I fall along those lines. But it was just interesting to see that every every one of your friends and every one of your mans is not going to be as loyal to you as you are to them because sometimes loyalty to the degree that you cherish it is not going to be in their heart they might value something else not saying one is right and one is wrong but the whole stringer avon you know what i'm saying exercise kind of kind of showed me some things man it was real interesting so i might do a couple of more in the future people said they wanted to do um what is it um avon versus marlo they want to do stringer versus marlo you know what i'm saying so We'll see, man. Uh, it seems like the people really enjoyed the question. So in the future, we might do a couple more uh, wire personality profiles with all due respect. i tell you what is right. Sociopath. i tell you what is wrong. Sociopath. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll leave that there. <laughs> Maybe. Keep, 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 keep her of the dings. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see if it makes you, it into the show. You look like you keep out of dings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 